The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio Network. And we're so glad each and every one of you are here with us today as we are talking to our wonderful Kelly Smith from Care Partners Senior Living. And Kelly, I love having you back. You're always a delight and I am very excited about what we're going to talk about today. Thank you. It's always fun being here. Well, we love having you here because one of the things I think that's really important that we haven't talked about, and you brought it up to me this morning, and I went, wow, this is a really powerful topic. And we're going to talk about grief. How many of us have lost loved ones, maybe through the pandemic? Maybe we have loved ones that are, you know, having, um, you know, illnesses that have resulted from the pandemic. A lot of us are taking care of a spouse or a loved one um, that has, you know, that is not doing well. And there's this whole catharsis. That's the word I was looking for before of really how, you know, we're all, so many of us are turning ourselves inside out uh, in the care of a loved one. And so Kelly and I are going to share with you a little bit about insights about grief about how people, you know, process it and how we can be better at supporting and in really what Care Partners does to help those in the grief process. So Kelly, thank you for bringing up this important topic. It's not an easy one that we all sit around a coffee table and talk about for sure. Well, I think that's why it needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that happen around this topic. And I think with our seniors, there's things we're missing. And I think we could do better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, so overall, let's, let's take the 50,000 foot high view of the whole grief issue. What goes on? I mean, grief starts before someone passes away because they're losing faculties. They're not the same person that they used to be. Um, Isn't that true? Well, of course it is, especially if you're dealing with a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two friends that have gone through something similar that I've gone through recently. And one of them was a terminal illness. And the other one was a sudden death. Mm-hmm. And grief is grief. You lose somebody mm-hmm. close to you, grief is grief. But the terminal illness is, it, it is tough because every time that person declines, you grieve again because you know mm-hmm. we're this much closer to the end. And mm-hmm. it makes it hard because mm-hmm. um, you have to be strong and you have to keep it together and, and continue to care for that individual. Um, and also you're trying to bring them happiness and joy as well. You don't want their life to just be surrounded by their illness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And then you have to remember once that person passes, there's an emptiness for the caregiver because they're not doing this anymore. Right. You know, there's a lot of grief involved. It's not just about losing the person. There's, there's more to it than that. Yeah. 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 I, I certainly remember when my mom passed away in many ways, I felt relief that she was no longer suffering, you know, and she had dementia, but then I felt immediate guilt afterwards because I felt relief, (laughs) you know, and then out of nowhere, I remember times that I'd just be in a grocery store and I'd see her favorite candy bar. And all of a sudden I'd get tears in my eyes, little trigger things that happen. And I, and I know for all of us, when we've cared for a loved one, or we are caring for a loved one, those moments, those moments touch our hearts and they're in, they're embedded forever. 
right? I mean, we never, we never lose those memories. Those are, those are important things. Like when I talk about caring for someone else, I always say caring for someone, a loved one is some, one of the most difficult things you'll ever do in your life, but it's also one of your greatest privileges Absolutely, because it absolutely is. <clears throat> you have the opportunity. And, you know, as that relationship changes through their death, you know, you're in many cases, you're without, you know, purpose, you're without, you know, direction, you're without all kinds of things. It's like all of a sudden, so many parts of your life has passed away, right. you know, mm-hmm. gone away. Right. Exactly. Yep. So how do you, how do you, um, when you first meet a senior, um, or a family and that's in the grief process, you guys probably are very sensitive to that scenario. I mean, I'm sure there's conversations, there's, there's really a mindfulness of that grief is a little bit about what, yeah. And here's, here's something people need to understand about grief. There's different levels of grief and there's different types of grief. Okay. Mm -hmm. When we're children, we are, we are surrounded by death at an early age. We lose grandparents. We lose our, fa- our parents lose friends. Things happen. Mm-hmm. You get accustomed to going to funerals at 10 or 12, right? You shouldn't have True. to, but that's the world we live in. If you have a big family or you mm-hmm. come from a big community, it is what it is. Yeah. But the grief also has familiarities, if I'm saying that word right. Mm-hmm. For example, when I lost my brother, yes, it was devastating to us and our family, but it was a familiar grief. Right. Because we had lost my grandmother. We had lost other family. When you lose family, even though the grief is different because the person's different, the grief is familiar because you felt it before. When you lose a spouse, there's no there's no comfort in that because it's a lonely feeling. It doesn't have comfort. It's a new feeling that has no no nothing to go on. Wow. And so that's what people need to understand. It doesn't matter if you've been married for a year or 50 years. When these residents sit down with us and they're telling us we we need to do something because mom, the house is too big for mom. She's going through, we just lost dad. You got to slow down for a minute and realize what this spouse is going through. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee unless one of their kids has lost a spouse, they don't have a clue what mom and dad are feeling right now. And so pushing them to make too many decisions too fast Mm -hmm. and not understanding why some of the decisions they're making make sense to them can actually be detrimental to the grief process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously there's this sense of, you know, because of the lack of purpose, because of the despair that they're feeling, uh, you know, the, the house may look worse, you know, or they may be taking less, better, you know, worse care of themselves than they normally would just out of depression. And well, that th- is something to take a look at as well. How many times have we heard? Well, mom's not, mom's not keeping up her hygiene after dad died. She's depressed. Mm-hmm. She's not eating mm-hmm. right. She's not taking yeah. care of the house the way she used to. Well, I don't know how to break it to you folks, but it wouldn't matter if mom was 85 or 55 or 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we all behave after a loss like this. Mm -hmm. And again, you don't understand it because you've never felt it before. Sure. It's not the same as losing a parent or a grandparent or a best friend or, you know, a sibling. It's a very different pain. And, you know, you have to remember when somebody loses somebody, you don't lose one person. My, My friend who lost her love of her life two years ago um, explained to me that you have to remember that nine or 10 people were lost, Mm -hmm. you know, like in our case, you know, yes, a mother, you know, a sister, a daughter, 
a fiance, you know, a a best friend, even an ex-wife, all those people passed away and the circle around that gets big. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to remember that these people are dealing with a lot more than just one loss, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And you have to also remember that if they had plans and dreams and things they were, yeah. they were working on together, now what? And you want to talk to them about selling the house. <laughs> you know, it's like, slow down, slow down and understand yeah. what these folks are dealing with and also how the grief process works. Because the other thing that happens a lot when somebody has a loss everybody's there after the loss until the funeral. And then the next day, everybody goes back to work and they go back to their own lives. And these people are by themselves. Yeah. The grief is still there, but people go on with their own, their own lives. Well, what if this person is an elderly person who's already isolated? Yeah. You know, how are we taking care of these folks? And like I said, in the beginning, I I think we can do it better. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and I think part of that, as a society, you know, it's not socially acceptable in our world to show vulnerability, um, to say, I need help. I, you know, I don't know how to get up out of the bed in the morning. I'm overwhelmed without feeling like, especially a man, I would say, um, that I feel vulnerable. I feel weak. I feel devastated. Well, and I'm going to be really Um, honest with you. 99% of us are never going to make that phone call. Yeah. It doesn't happen. And until you've been in that situation, you don't understand because people assume you're having a bad day. You're Mm -hmm. going to pick up a phone call your best friend because I think that's what I would do. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do that. You're not. You're not going to call them. Yeah. And I think what they don't even realize that they, that that's an option. I think, I think we are so ingrained in being this, you know, put a smile on your face, no matter what, because that's how many of us were raised. I remember as a child, you know, um, I would feel sad or hurt by something. And my mom would say, let it go, put a smile on, la-di-da, you know, let's move on. And that was the way that I was raised. And there's a lot of people I'm sure that were raised the same way. So when we're in pain, when we don't recognize that we don't recognize the grief that we're experiencing. And so sometimes our body just can't deal with it. And that's why tears come out out of nowhere. Exactly. Um, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, even recently there was an incident. I, um, I saw my something from my, I found it. It was one of my dad's, um, he has a newspaper for some reason that was from 18, the 1800s, a regular newspaper. And I found it in this box and it, I thought, what in the world would dad do with this? And all of a sudden it was like weird. And I just got tears in my eyes. My dad died in 2002. So these are layers that we have, I think, within ourselves. It's layers of our psyche that obviously when people deeply touch our lives, we have those moments. And, and sadly, I don't think a lot of people have, feel like they have the freedom to talk about it. Yeah. Wouldn't you say well, that's and again, true? that's some of the things we need to talk about, about how do you support mm-hmm. an elderly person during this time? And what are some things that we might be doing wrong? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I think that's really important for us to talk about as well, because again, you, you, you have to remember, like you said, grief hits people at different angles and different times. It does. Um, and it can start to affect you physically. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that happen. And now you've got, like I said, somebody who's maybe already isolated due to age or, um, affirmity. Yep. And now we're going to isolate them even further because they've lost somebody 
that was their rock, that was right. their person. And, right. and they have to have a reason to live. And you, yep. you've got to, we've, we've got to get this figured out. Well, everyone, I think that's a cue for Kelly and I to come back this next segment, segment and talk about how do you support your loved one? How do you support those that are going through the grief process? And Kelly and I will be right back right after this. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.